<laughs> this gift is... that keeps on giving. It's, uh, Spicy Tim, episode 40. Uh, wow. You're listening to the 40th podcast anniversary special edition of Fresh Floppies. And, I mean, we're not alone. I want to mic. I want to mic you. Tim, I want to hear you. Yeah, you oh. talking to the microphone, you piece of shit. I, I'm. I guess I'm here. I don't know. Am I here? This was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning in to Fresh Floppies, which is a weekly show that Noel and I do yeah. on Wednesday mornings when uh, most of the new books come out. Because Yeah, because it's two days. That's Go. right. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, and But they're going to be spoiler free. So you know what? Just sit back, relax, drink your coffee, and then you'll be able to walk into a comic shop well armed for what to buy or not buy. That was the sound in. of coffee. Uh, I hope so. Uh, pouring it, but also with us this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, is with our this friend Tim. Tim of. Uh, What's your store name? Tim? The Human Race. Uh, <laughs> Tim Humanity is here. Tim, with Tim us Humanity. <laughs> uh, I, I have sometimes been referred to as Tim from last week, but I also own Comic Zen, a uh, comic shop in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. That's An right. excellent comic shop in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Oh, thanks, if you man. are in the area, uh, visit you stupid, stupid people. Visitors are good. Uh, let, hey, Tim. Yeah. Let's talk about the first book on our docket, which is Ultimate Black Panther number one by Brian Hill and Stefano Caselli. Uh, Tim, did you read Ultimate Spider Man number one? You mean la- the, the 20, two weeks ago? 2024. No, I did <laughs> yeah, not, yes. Not the year 2000. There's, there's a lot of Ultimate Spider Man <laughs> number ones now. Shit, you're right. Um, no, I did not. Okay. Ooh. What do you know about it? It's a comic book that came out a couple of weeks ago, and it sold out the day it came out. It did. And uh, my copies were slightly damaged, and I didn't get replacements, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. I'm not bitter about that at all. You should be bitter about it, because that's like the hottest book. I was lying. I mean, I I was lying a little Uh, bit. You should be bitter. (laughs) I I feel like I should hear your bitterness in your voice. Um, Noel and I loved it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so now it's the very next follow-up is Ultimate Black Panther by Hill and Caselli, and... No, what did you think of this book? Um, I liked this a lot. Uh, off mic, we were having a conversation about what makes Ultimate Ultimate, like our preconceived notions into this this modifier that's been tossed on comic books for, at least in our, from our perspective, the last 25 years almost. Mm-hmm. Um, is it an ultimate? It's just a really good Black Panther story. Yes. Without the, without the necessity of previous continuity understanding. Yeah. Like, they, they do their best to set up everything... Uh, Young versions of the characters. Some of the relationships are completely different. Some of the dynamics are completely different. But there's no point in here where I think or feel like that's nah, not T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's all very good. Black Panther. It's good. Yeah, Black Panther. that's that's where I came in. I walked in today being like, that was a really solid Black Panther book. I don't know if it feels like an ultimate. Like if it deserves the moniker of ultimate Black Panther, um, it doesn't feel different enough for me to uh, be an ultimate book. It just feels like, oh, here's Black Panther and the relationships are slightly different. Um, but I loved the issue. Yeah, and I, I pushed back on that feeling of it's not ultimate enough. I and mean, I was like, well, what is ultimate? Mm-hmm. Like, it, no, uh, the, no, no previous information is required and uh, go. 
<laughs> Basically, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't that know. should be every issue number one, not just Ultimate. Well, right? and I think that's the the piece that that worked is you didn't need anything coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't even felt I don't even feel like I needed the the concept of Ultimate mm-hmm. to get this book. I my first thought was, wow, that's a really great what if series, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, that's what the whole Ultimate Universe was was this other place where it was just a what if, but it was a concise, connected what if. Mm -hmm. And at no point did I look at these characters or the situations and go, that can't possibly happen. It it absolutely can, Mm because this is what we created here. Um, And, you know, the fact that there's possibly a connection to another currently talked about, I'll say character, but character's not 100% right, in the Marvel Universe. Well, that sort of makes sense, too, because... Of geographic, geographical stuff. Oh, absolutely. But like, I I read this and went, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, like a solid, a solid A minus B plus. Like this was just a strong first issue of a comic book. Absolutely, I and actually I, like this better than the previous Black Panther number one. Exactly. Oh, that was just about like to say the e viewing and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was which is a shame because I wanted to love that. Same. Yeah, but that book felt like I needed to read the last three runs. Right. Like it was so yeah. steeped in yeah. the no, continuity yeah. of the book. Um, uh, some of the things I want to mention is there is a couple of very important threads from Ultimate Universe and yes. Ultimate Invasion. Um, basically, the antagonists of this story. Mm-hmm. Is it important to know exactly what they are? No. Is it cool? Yeah. I mean, I was curious about what they are, but I didn't feel like I was missing out by not knowing. I felt like this was an introduction of a, a bad yeah, I just didn't know, and we didn't know yet. It's, which is it's fine. Uh, and they're doing the 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 intro. Did you read the intro? Yeah, the little the little infographic. It's not which an infographic. I felt like it gave me all I needed to know. Basically, not like having finished Ultimate Invasion. This cabal of villains, they're still kind of functioning, and these are the guys that are you know kind of trying to make East Africa bend. That's it. Make what? East Africa bend. 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 They're trying like to take it over. Bend. Oh, I've never bend. heard that phrase before. Bend to our Oh, bend, womb. bend. Oh, bend. Like, yeah. On, on bended knee. Basically. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bend. Yeah. Yes. They're two god avatars. I kind of yeah. figured that was the right word for it. No, you're, that's great. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, hey, t- what did you think of this costume? <laughs> With this tiny little mouth hole? It's, it's in the comic for two panels. Uh, no, no, no. I know it's on the cover, but I'm saying like... But also it's his costume, right? Yeah, but I... Do you, do you like his mouth? Do you want to see his mouth in a tiny little mouth hole is my question. I'm not against it, but I'm more, I have more problems with the huge silver, like, knocks mm-hmm. in it, like, on his feet and stuff. I get the, like, panther claws. It's kind of cool. I just don't really like the, I'm, I'm more bothered by, like, the giant accoutrement, because I love his sleek versions of his yeah. costume. Yeah. These just look like... Chonky bits. Yeah. She's got big chonky yeah, bits. It's but the, overdesigned. The mouth doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think overdesigned is the mm-hmm. answer. I you're right. Uh, a, a panther costume should be sleek. Yeah. And it when it's worked really well, it has been. Do you remember? Actually, you don't have to remember it because it's right on the shelf. Remember uh, <laughs> Daredevil Black Armor? Remember yes, that Black Armor he yes, had in the nineties yes. where he was like, "I'm only Daredevil. Matt Murdock's dead. I'm gonna wear this ridiculous costume." It feels a little bit like that Black Armor Daredevil costume, but. To be fair, a lot of the Black Panther's appearances since Kirby created them has been 
just a black body yeah. suit. Yep. So like, I think if you're going to redesign a costume, you kind of have to go a little bit more ornate. So I don't yeah. fault it. Like that way. You say like a of scale it? of one to new 52. You want to go full <laughs> colors, <laughs> lots of lines. Yes, this is new fifty-two Black Panther. No, I I got a I got a bugaboo about I I, I got a bugaboo about um uh uh a uh, 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 thorn in my paw about <laughs> about costumes right now, especially like all the conversations that are happening on Twitter about oh, costumes. Yeah. So I'm going to try and stay as consistently human as consistent as humanly possible and say I will fully judge my thoughts on this costume after I see it in context of the story because there may be story reasons as to why it's super ornate and maybe that'll be taken care of. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, all that said, I would say pretty dang floppy. I always do that. Pretty darn floppy. Pretty darn floppy. Uh, uh, Fresh. Just like Oh, hey, uh, really quick, presentation. I am digging, I kind of dig the the banner moniker that they're doing for all the ultimate books. Yes. I'm content with that. That's yeah. uh, as, as a, as a retailer, there's going to be a handful of people that that catches their eye mm-hmm. and I'm good with that. Also yeah. to connective tissue of like yeah. all of these everything with the side scroll banner. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I dig yeah, that. I agree. Uh, uh, all right. What's next? I'll tell you. Oh, Batman, oh, Batman, the Batman, uh, Batman number 142, this is the beginning of the Joker Year One Part One uh, by Chip Zdarsky and Giuseppe Comancoli. I, I have not been reading the, I have not cared about the Chip Zdarsky run on Batman. It's been a little silly. Uh, have, has anyone here been reading it? No. I jump on and off all okay. the time. Uh, I read the whole first arc, Failsafe, and I, I was, I didn't, love it when I was reading it, but every time I think about it, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The the whole, like, cyborg built by Zurin R to be the ultimate villain of Batman. I'm like, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Um, but then every time I've sampled it after that, it's it just feels like like junk food, but not mm. not like nice, sweet, salty junk food, just like my stomach hurts junk food. Yeah. Like, I eat it and I like eating it, but I regret it immediately. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not Great. It's yeah. fine. Which is funny to me because his Daredevil run is I'm reading and it's awesome. It's just for some reason it doesn't translate to Batman for me. I, um, I, he's doing something. Uh-huh. It's like when I read when I when I dip in, I don't feel like he doesn't get what's going on or doesn't understand the characters. It feels like he's doing something specific. I just don't have a handle on what it is yet because yeah. it's consistent. It's not like wild all over the place it's yeah. just he's consistently trying to do a, something yeah and i don't i haven't had a grasp on it yet yeah i've tried i've dipped in and i just can't bring myself to care what did you what about joker year one part one tim so again not reading batman currently um and the way dc marketed this book i assumed this was going to be something you could walk in the front door and yeah. just go along for the ride. Uh-huh. Uh, that is not apparently what's happening. No. Uh-huh. This book is clearly <laughs> fundamentally connected to the ongoing story, which I don't have enough of, and there wasn't, I don't feel like there was enough reference to, mm-hmm. except knowing that it's supposed to be there. Um, but it's also touching what feels like a couple of generations uh-huh. of Batman story, a couple of writers of Batman story. And I so wanted this to just be a Joker origin, even though that can get annoying because we've had a couple and they're all pretty <clears throat> similar. Uh, tell me a good Joker origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought up front that the the varying art for the different time periods was going to be helpful. 
And then even with that, I felt confused and distracted. And there are completely different styles, so I should have been just fine. But I feel like somehow that was messed up, too. I think that's the pacing of it. Because towards Maybe? the back end of the book, I actually got confused. Uh, he, there, <clears throat> It's going between, like, it's like a sequel to Year Zero as well as a sequel to uh, Year One for mustache man it's also a sequel to and, the killing joke and the killing joke and, and then a prequel to the three jokers well so but it's also three jokers in and i'm like oh yeah yeah i didn't like, understand where that. does this Is fall that, that's in his head no but yes so one of my questions <laughs> I think, was i don't know <laughs> how many jokers are inside the joker uh-huh. because at first i just i thought you know what that's not a bad idea the jokers only one is left standing and mentally speaking they're now all in the third's head but now there seems to be no difference no. between the voices in his head. So is it one Joker in his head or is it two Jokers in his head? And, and I feel like that would be one? right. Did, is is it actually? Are they actually like just? There was too many things that I had to say. Yeah. What is what is the answer? And I felt like this should have been such a great entry point for I was, somebody. I was confused by uh, halfway through the book, another like, I guess it's a flash forward. I didn't track that it is in future as well as, I, I thought it was current and then past, right. but then there's a the Andrea Sorrentino stuff I guess is in the future because yes. he, like in dialogue, the only reason why I knew that is because in dialogue he makes a reference to that change was made when Barbara was commissioner. Right. When yeah. Barbara was made commissioner, right. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're going super fast. Well, it was funny because I wasn't not having been current. I wasn't a hundred percent sure it didn't happen like last yeah. month <laughs> it didn't or something. Happen already. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but I figured we're talking cusp we're, we're as far ahead as we can go mm-hmm. with it still being Bruce and Abel and stuff like that. So is this is like, bad cat yes yes it is bad cat you're right so the, the reference he's making like is a joker bad cat tom king did a, a mini series called batman catwoman which we lovingly call bat cat and that took place in three different time periods and um told a story that way so this is the same sort of format i think far hmm. future uh and not current day there's no current day it's far future and then year one and then uh before or i guess maybe year two right Wait, so... Year one, year two, and then far we go, future? No, it's like past, far past, far future. Yeah. No current day. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Which maybe has something... So, again, we're, none of us have read... have have Are up to date with the current Batman run. Did something happen with the Joker that we're now going back to fill in gaps? Or did yeah, Chip, sure. Chip just decide now is the time to do a Joker? This is already. coming out weekly, guys. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, like, this is four issues of, like, filler for the rest of the run or the next piece of the run. Every time they do this like weekly thing or bi-weekly thing, it's like to to oh. inform future stuff. Okay. And or I need four artists because Jorge Jimenez is taking too long kind of a thing. Okay, like yeah, yeah. I I don't know if like as of right now this wasn't strong enough for it to like glom me onto the book, but also I don't know if it's means more, you know? Like well, and it's it's funny because um I I felt like DC was banging down the doors of shops to order more. This is this is super important, and yeah. you're going to want extras of these. And I get that a Joker origin story could bring a few extra bodies to the shop, but um, it doesn't feel like, unless it feeds into something bigger next story, 
I don't feel like it's but it's there's that. no it doesn't there's no accessibility for it to do that right, right? as of right, right now right like it's not accessible enough to like yeah. we were apparently supposed to sell it to new people and I feel like new people would have walked back and to us like, and gone what? let's what? go with what am I missing so I know that there's like a thousand variant covers but the uh, the main cover it's just Batman's bigger like shouldn't it be if this if this was meant to be like an entry point about the Joker in curtain continuity just Joker year one, and then like underneath Batman 142, or not Batman 142, or I don't know. Like, and for for all the times they put Joker on on a a title, yeah. just just make it Joker year one. Just make it a separate thing, even if it's by Chip Zdarsky, and even if you say this is connected 87 ways to the ongoing monthly series, just make it. Joker year one. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. You I mean, just making people. it the next issue doesn't really. I don't, okay. think, I don't think I need a mini series out of it. Um, but uh, I also I think I liked it more than you guys did because mm-hmm. I, I have some of those connective tissue between all of those different things. Oh, I, I, I wasn't as confused as. So this is where I make a, 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 a an admission. I really didn't read any of New Fifty Two. Oh. So wow. I have none of that to draw on. And I, I'm okay with that. I just read it in all. my day to day, but I I feel like again with the accessibility thing. For as much as we we bitched about having 60 years of continuity <laughs> to deal with for the longest time, we create New Fifty Two, eliminate that, and all people have to know is that Batman exists to 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 be ex- for that to be accessible. And now we're dealing with you know 11 years later or 12 years later or whatever it is. We're still drawing on those stories so intimately. Well, I, there, beforehand too, though. So like, it, New Fifty Two didn't. I mean, it's not even continuity anymore until it is continuity. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. like the other stories that are referenced here. They're not continuity until they're continuity, right? Yeah. Like the Killing Joke is technically not in continuity, that's but true. so many use it as a touch point. Mm. Um, Year zero is fifty two, so it's not continuity. But so many use it, so it is continuity, or like it's or it's blended continuity with rebirth, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, but everything matters. Yeah, everything matters until it until doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, but then uh, it might again. Yeah, I understood what was going on in the story, other than like the not sure that didn't I didn't catch that there was far future. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't. Yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. Okay. Um. Can we give can we give props to Batman's old costume with the with the bendy ears? The, uh, and the and the padding everywhere, which yeah. I, first of all I love that yeah. padding. That's yeah. not what it looked like in Year Zero no. at all. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Who's the, wait? This is Giuseppe Comicola. He crushed this book. Joker is awesome in this yes. book. I want an entire miniseries of six months later bearded Joker <laughs> in a room, just. Going through things in his head. That's that's the miniseries I wanted out of this, not the uh, four different the time periods. Page, yeah. The title page is so good. That's one of the variant covers, and I'm like, that should have been. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read 143 when that drops for sure. I'm I'm at least in enough to be like, oh, I'll check back in on this. I think this is fresh enough, but it didn't really. Mm. It's not it's not bringing me back to the book. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, Noel. Yeah. You. What do you got? Uh, I want to talk about a book we didn't agree on. Okay, great. Because I do that every week, as Tim pointed out. Like, I just overread and uh-huh. deal with it. Uh, this is called The One Hand by Ram V, Lawrence Campbell, Lee Lothridge, Adita Bidikar, and Tom Muller. I think that's like 
colorist, inker, and cover designer. But anyway, uh, this is a book that kind of came out of nowhere. I saw the, the listings for it. Um, From whom? Image. Thank you. Uh, I saw the listings for it. Peculiarly saw the listings for it and not sure what the hell it meant. Yes. It's um, Ram V and then another series at the same time was announced for it mm-hmm. called The Six Fingers by Dan Waters. I really like Dan Waters. I've read a bunch of his stuff. Ram V, I have a more or less relationship with as a writer. Sometimes I enjoy it. Sometimes I glaze over. He's an incredible writer that just doesn't click with me. Yeah, sometimes he's a little, his prose is a little flowery. Um, I also I also have trouble a lot of times with his third acts, mm-hmm. as in like I am in I am in and then the ending just sputters doesn't do anything for me. Um, but I decided to give this a shot. This is a weird ass book that I I kind of love. Uh, <laughs> it is far future. Um, I wonder if I can find the year, it's like twenty eight something. Um, a detective who's about to retire. Um, decides to belay his retirement because there is a seemingly a copycat killer of the most famous murderer that he's that he caught, mm-hmm. and he refuses to retire until he catches it. What makes this a little weirder is that there was already a copycat killer like twenty years ago of the original killer twenty years before that, which he caught both of. So it's like three of the same killer with the same exact mo and the same exact um, mo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> modus operandi there you go there it is uh this was cool the main character uh nassar detective nassar is grizzled and cool um but also obviously very troubled and a little broken and the cliffhanger at the end makes it very clear how the other book kind of ties in and that fascinates the shit out of me i think it's a cool idea yeah. So, so what is the other book? Because I can't remember if you mentioned it. This the six fingers. I just thank you. The six fingers. <laughs> so, if you are interested in the one hand, tell your retailer. But you probably want to also order the six fingers. Yeah. The only thing that connects them is the fact that they were, or like at least visually connects them is the fact that they were announced at the same time, and the cover design is similar by Tom Muller. Yeah. This is a, this is a cool blind get. Yes. I, I don't want to talk about why they're connected because that's a spoiler, but. It's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. I um, like when stuff surprises you like that. That's, yeah. That's fun. And that's why I pick up, I blindly pick up issue ones just to see, you know? But uh, yeah, I'd give this How a go. How fresh? Um, fresh. Pretty fresh. Okay, cool. Not super fresh, but like pretty fresh. It's yeah. it's a solid crime noir in the future. Uh, but it's like a, um, it's a tactile future, not unlike Blade Runner. Yeah. Where it's just wet, annoying. Mm. Technology <laughs> is there, but it's not like utopian yeah yeah it's very cool like he goes to a he goes to a brothel and it's normal but then all of a sudden they glitch oh like stuff like that yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very cool cool uh all right let's move on to thundercats number oh! one from dynamite thunder uh, thunder thunder, thunder. thundercats oh. you're not familiar with thundercats oh yeah i just the didn't cartoon. know we were doing the whole thing i mean i'm <clears throat> declan shalvey and drew moss brought it to us uh from dynamite uh okay I my experience of Thundercats is oh. I have watched the cartoon, uh, the original cartoon, mm-hmm. and I had a little plastic sort of what is omens? Yeah, sort of omens. Kind of jealous. And well, yeah, I, I was so it was the dagger portion of it, right? Yeah. So like the one he just carries around in a glove somehow. Yeah. Um, but it never it never like whipped out. Like I wish it would like flap and you become did, the big sword. You did know? they make a big sword? Yeah, they did. Yeah. 
I just I, had the little baby dagger. That was more um, recent. That was for us nostalgia hounds. That but wasn't. I would constantly walk around and hold it up to my eyes <laughs> like he does in the show. Um, but that sort of petered out, and I haven't had any real Thundercats experience since then. Um, so this is kind of me dipping back into that world for the first time. Uh, and it seems a little different. Tim, yes. did you grow up? On the Thundercats? So uh, I was I was technically the wrong age, but I still enjoyed <laughs> shows like that very sure. much. I, I did not see all of the episodes. I have not seen all the episodes. And I didn't see what I saw in any kind of order. So, like, I don't have that kind of depth of knowledge. But I very much enjoyed this show. It, it was, you know, they were fallible heroes like a lot of the, the Marvel Universe. Uh, Lion-O is a kid in an adult's body. Oh, so that that's not that that's not a, new that continuity. That's okay. I cool. So that was new. He really yeah. did. That's cool. Have some weird aging thing, and he grew up, and everyone else around yeah. him stayed exactly the same. That's a good idea. I, I didn't and know that was real. It's it's even though it can be annoying because he's sort of like Anakin, where he's just a kid that doesn't get anything. Petulant. It it adds uh, an element of drama, even though the cartoon was so light on really big things until there was action. So, you know, Mumra is really scary as a villain because he's, uh, you know, he's a mummy or whatever and he uses mystical powers. But it's it's all about, you know, the big explosions and the, the guitar rock yeah. soundtrack. And it, it, it makes it something else. So it's not a scary show. It's a fun show. Yeah. Um, and the at some point... I want to say in the last 10 years, but I can't say that for sure. There was uh, an updated cartoon yeah. done, um, and I'm not even sure what network it ran on. But this was one of those uh, J.M. Dematius, who has written a mm. ton of comic books, wrote a couple episodes of that series. And I had my brief Twitter fame moment where I replied to him and said, man, your episodes were really good. It was cool to see your name. And he replied back to me and yeah. said, thanks, I had a bunch of fun. And I melted because that's just the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. But <laughs> it was it was different enough from the original storyline-wise that it was a different thing. Mm -hmm. It was not redoing. It was different, but same character, same build. This, I, I sort of feel like, fits into that same situation where there are a handful of tweaks that are going to make this different enough, even though you've got the foundation of those characters, that situation, I, I think this is going to be different enough, not just the way Tiger wears his facial hair, yeah. which is different. <laughs> which, um, wait, which, which, which reboot of the show? Was this the anime reboot? This is the or animated the, reboot, yeah. Because there was also like a, like a, last year, a TV was, version. Yeah. Oh, it was and, and, much and Wildstorm had than that. a, a series or two, maybe 15 years ago, I'll say. Um, Jim Lee Studios while at DC had done a, a series or two. Um, hmm. it, it gets play every so often. But I feel like the push this time is bigger. Uh, again, we sort of look at Dynamite maybe not as big, but I think Dynamite's taken some big steps lately with properties. Yeah. And I feel like this is one to pay attention to because my nostalgia people were telling me about it before I knew about it. So Thundercats this, Roar is what I thought it was. it was. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah it was okay. a couple. It was like on the cusp of pandemic. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I uh, my relationship with Thundercats is nothing beyond the toys. I think when it came out, I was three, four, so I was very, very familiar with Thundercats. I was very, very don't you kids don't are so don't sass young. on me like it's that. Adorable. <laughs> I was very, very familiar with He-Man, but 
the actual like plots of the shows. Yeah. I don't I don't fucking no, know anything. No, I don't remember. Also all, like you know what I remember? I remember my brother picking the uh the sword from He-Man so I had to get Skeletor's scepter cuz we couldn't have the same fucking toy <laughs> and getting a piece of it lodged up my nose. So like like you do. I, yeah, and that's not a plot of the show. Remember you can like put the two swords together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um I'm so not really amazed by that. So these these uh, yeah, Dynamite is taking big swings and I actually I've been I've been enjoying some of their stuff. Um but these like relaunches of nostalgic properties um I ca- usually come at them with I don't make me a I, I I've got no fucking baggage make me a reader right right, right. so like I did not know that that was uh, the the uh, growing I like did, a kid in a man's body I oh, that was just awesome it. I didn't yeah. want to say it cuz I thought it was a spoiler for this no. issue no. I was just like oh what a cool neat idea to throw into this reboot of of ThunderCats not knowing that that was part of the original cartoon cuz mm-hmm. I I was looking at it like is it going to be the same and just modern yeah. you know different storytelling styles or is it going to change things? And I'm looking a for bit of both. big fundamental things, you know, ultimate, ultimate style kind yeah. of style. Um, but it was it was subtle stuff. And again, we don't know how much is going to be changed. Um, but you know, I think it's different enough to make it interesting. Um, I'm not great on Will Moss's art for this. Mm. And this is, so, reminder, I don't write, I don't draw, I don't edit, I don't publish. I'm but a man. That's where I'm coming from. Um, but I feel like the line is very light. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, the connection I sort of wanted was a more animated style. Maybe not that heavy because it's, we don't want it to be mimicking. We don't want it to be monkeying. But I, I, I feel like there's a lot of things that just... It, 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 so it doesn't feel this feels like I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. But if you look across the board with a lot of Dynamite's new relaunches in regards to like IP, this is like the house style now. Almost. I think, you're, I think where you're it's right. where think it is a light line, bright colors, yeah. um, more aligned with modern animation than if that's correct for the, you might, t- for, you, the actually, for the story you might be right me not having been consuming like, a lot of modern animation maybe a lot this of is a, yeah it's it's just it, it's simple lines bright colors yeah. it's not like uh it does it's it's got an anime influence but it's not it right. doesn't look like anime right uh, as for me, this is kind of what I expected from a dynamite reboot of a cartoon from 40 years ago. Um, you know, I, a plus. I've been enjoying Transformers, Duke, Cobra oh. Commander, uh, and I knew this wouldn't be quite up to that standard of, you know, my personal standard of what those books are. Um, but I thought really the only thing I took away from this was like the cool change that wasn't a change at all. No. Um, so Sorry. I, it was like, uh, you know, that was <laughs> I, fine. It, it, I would say it's f- fresh enough if you care about the Thundercats. They didn't ruin the Thundercats, right? No, yeah, not at no. all. Yeah, so um, like, we're good. But it doesn't make me want to buy issue two. I, um, I have this, uh, Declan Shalvey is an amazing, uh, I think he's an amazing artist. Um, but his writing is not always on, is not really there yet for me. Like he's written a couple of things. He has his creator own series. Old dog. Old dog. Um, and I had the same problems with it. His pacing sometimes is off. So, like, the action in this is great. The setup is, like, really clean and efficient. But then the last three pages is, I guess, some sort of reveal. And in the context of the story, I don't even understand what's going on. Exactly. So, I've never heard of that dude. I, until well, not even heard of that dude. It's, issue. wait, what? Mm-hmm. 
the so what? Huh? Like what you're asking this person? I don't understand what that is. Hold on a second. Shut up. Stop talking. I'm just <laughs> look at the cover gallery. Yeah. Di uh, so diamond dynamite does have this. You never looked at the for every single issue. Uh, issue I one. Skipped they dynamite in the previews. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly. What what is what is uh, they've gotten they they were in controversy a couple years ago. It's it's they're they're okay now. Um, there's. In all of the trade paperbacks, because I've been reading, I've been reading Christopher Priest's Vampirella, yeah. and I love it. But um, all the trades are about thirty pages thicker than the story because they just put cover galleries. So like, I'll be reading it and feel like I'm halfway through and be like, well, I think, th and I'll look and be like, okay, the story ends here. There's that much book left, and it's just cover galleries. <laughs> so like, they know that half of their half of their profit margin is. Variant covers and cover galleries. So like when hundred and twenty one covers this when book people, had, this one issue. And when some of people them are incentive bitch, covers, but yeah, when people yeah. bitch about like the big two like fudging numbers because of like over ordering for incentive covers, no. It's dynamite that's the problem. <laughs> now now the thing is <laughs> Holy shit. And, and this is not a knock. Dynamite being as small as they are That's how they make which it is still not a shot. Clearly this works. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be able to sustain oh, hell no. it. Because no. it's been going on for a long time. And there are absolutely customers. I don't have any of those. But <laughs> there are absolutely customers that want as many of those covers as they can get. Mm -hmm. And that's a relationship they've created. And honestly, high five for making it work and keeping it going. Yeah, Nick Barucci figured something out. So, um, yeah. But yeah, they do metal covers. They do... Um, uh, foil for almost everything. Mo like, not every issue is going to have 100 variants. Issue ones absolutely are, though. Yeah. Yeah. Any anniversary. Uh, it, yeah. They they are... Rob Liefeld, Greg Horn. Wow. They're, they're able to pay these people, these, like, very high-rate people for covers, man. Honestly, too, like, not to sound like a shit, that's sometimes why the books aren't that great. Because Maybe. they invest so much on publishing artists. and cover yeah. artists that yeah. the book itself is like a C plus. Yeah. But this, I wouldn't. Uh, I think that this was uh, stronger than that. Declan Shalvey is a, a good. Also, Declan Shalvey had been working with Dynamite for a while and then left during all of that Comicsgate oh, stuff. Oh, did, did he? And he's back Atta now. Boy. Yeah. That's nice. Like he left a book midstream. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you remember Dy Dynamite with the yeah, die? Yeah. Yeah. No? yeah. He started all that and created all it oh. and wrote the first issue and then left because of all of the <sighs> CG stuff. And then Fred Van Lenty, no. who just loves paychecks was like, I'm in. And then did anything. Yeah. Basically Fred Van Lenty is like a, a, a shadow of all writers. Yeah. Like he could literally yeah. like slot into anything. A very journeyman writer. Yeah. What do you got in front of you, buddy? I got Star Wars Mace Windu, a mission before the rise of the separatists, separatists and the clone wars. Wow. That was a lot. Is that the official title? Yeah. Star Wars, Mace Windu, a mission before the rise of the separatists and the Clone Wars. Where does the colon go? So it's like Star Wars, colon, Mace Windu? I think it's Star, colon, Wars, Mace, colon, Wind, No, no, colon there's, a, there's an M dash in there instead. So it's probably <laughs> Star, colon, Wars, M dash, Mace, comma, Windu. Uh, <laughs> Period. Smiley face. Um, Mark Bern Bernardin. Bernardin? Mark Bernardin is the writer, and Georges Janti, uh, that I know from Buffy the Vampire. I like Georges. Yeah. Uh, is the penciler, and Dexter Vines is an anchor. Oh, nice. I like Dexter. Uh, so I don't, I have never cared about Mace Windu. I think that. How dare um, you? Uh, 
Samuel Jackson is fantastic. Um, I've never cared about Mace. Uh, like anything that happened in the prequels, he just showed up and he goes, "You think it's this boy?" And it's, like, you just, I it, felt like he. It's brought, a three. It's a three movie cameo. Yeah, basically. He, he just, he also, he just wasn't interesting. Like I was excited. I was like, "Holy shit! This dude's gonna be a Jedi." What kind of? Oh, you think it's this boy? Did you like that was gonna be like Pulp Fiction in, in the Star Wars? Yeah, universe? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get these motherfucking Siths off my motherfucking plane. Yeah. I, wait, plane. <laughs> skiff. <laughs> there you go. Skiff. That way, yeah. Not my motherfucking skiff. So, uh, but I was like, you know what? I've I have gone back since, and I've read a couple of prequel era novels, and uh, of course the Clone Wars cartoon and all that sort of stuff has given me more of an appreciation of the prequels, which. Honestly, when they came out, made me give up on Star Wars. They were thin. I just went, okay, Star Wars isn't for me anymore. I guess I'm done with Star Wars. That is the nicest way to... They were thin. It was three movies of trade negotiations. Mm-hmm. They were thin. They were thin. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. It was reading the Wikipedia page of what happened in Star Wars before this. I don't. Yeah. I don't hate yeah. them, and I didn't. I absolutely did not have a bad reaction to Mace. So, but they were thin. Yeah. 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 Um. So, and uh, there are. Star Wars tales that is just here's a Jedi he gets sent on a mission here's how that mission goes the end Mm -hmm. nothing big or crazy happens and this is that story are you telling me that there is story possibility within the Star Wars universe that doesn't have to do with one maybe two bloodlines wow I don't know if I'm saying that. That's crazy. Um, Stop it. I don't understand uh, I don't understand everything starts and stops with Skywalker yeah and I still don't care about Mace yet. Um, like, he's fine. He's a, he's a totally competent Jedi. He that gets was, the job done. That was a journey. But um, it, it's it's fine. I think that this book is fresh enough if you're a big Star Wars fan and you like reading the mm-hmm. Star Wars comics. Sure, you could jump in on this. Um, but I'm not entirely sure it's a necessary read. It's not must-see TV. So this obviously takes place... Does this take place during the prequels trilogy, or is it before all Well, that? it's a mission before the rise of the Separatists and the Clone Wars. So it's so during it's episode before, one before. or before episode this one? This is before episode one. Yeah. Cool. He is he is not actually on the council yet. Oh, dope. Okay, I like young Mace Windu as an idea. That's kind of cool. I he's young. Younger he's Mace Windu. On... It's five minutes before the count time. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. The end of this series, this he's going to walk in the room ride. and they're going to be like, yeah. surprise! This is the elevator ride of him going up to be on the council. Hi, join us. We're going to um, talk about the Separatists. Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I just, you know what it is? I brought my, I bring my own expectations of Samuel L. Jackson as a badass dude to my Star Wars. And I'm like, I want him to do badass Samuel L. Jackson clap worthy, like, oh shit, that's dope kind of stuff and he just does jedi stuff he's a regular jedi um so this is fresh enough I mm. yeah he doesn't believe in you either so it's oh. fine yeah sam jackson um <laughs> he was telling me last night <laughs> over whiskey yeah, yeah. when they're in bed yeah. uh, <laughs> but he's uh he really wishes that you would bring it more yeah. uh you know like the not just this walking around as a retailer shit <laughs> Uh, are we done? Did we do it? I think we did it. We did it. Um, uh, be sure to join us tonight for the live show or, uh, you know, watch it after it's live because you may not listen to this today, but who cares? Uh, we're going to be talking about Argyle. Yeah, the new film from Matthew Vaughn. Called Pop Podcast. Uh, find it on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts at a later date. Every Wednesday night. Um, Tim, where can the people find you? Uh, Comic Zen, uh, Main Street in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Woohoo! Nice. JD? Oh. 
Here, at my comic book store, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Are we in a comic book store? We are. You can tell because of all the... This isn't just my bedroom. I mean, it's also my bedroom. This is, this is kind of like my bedroom. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we'll talk at you later. Do, do, do. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.